Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to another episode of your favorite Mad Men podcast, Made Man, where today we talk about episode six of season two of Mad Men, Made in Form, which originally premiered in August 2008. So this is over 10 years ago, and, it, and 10 years later, I can say one thing. Duck Phillips is dead to me. Screw that asshole. Yes, I swore, and I don't care. You know why he's dead to me? Because he took his dog, his beautiful dog Chauncey, took the leash off and let him outside of the building because he's a weak man who no one should love and he should deserve to be alone. In my dreams, Chauncey then walked along the road a little bit and a, a lovely family of uh, royalty found him brought him home and gave him a wonderful life because Duck Phillips couldn't do that. He can't give a good life to his wife. He can't give a good life to his children. He can't give a good life to the people at Sterling Cooper and he can't give a good life to his dog because he's a failure and he's a loser and I hate him. That's how much I care about dogs. Okay, I don't have any kids. I got a dog. I'm looking at him right now. And the thought of putting a dog in the city, just letting him loose where he could be hit by a car or starving, just, I, I watched that and it all... Every, every ounce of sympathy that I have for him is gone now until the end of time. I hope in a future episode of Mad Men, he accidentally gets hit by a bus. That's, that's, my, that's my hope. I don't want to feel for him. I don't want to enjoy him. I don't want to like him in any way. That's the end of any Duck Phillips uh, that I care about. Nothing. Garbage. Poop. Nada. Now, there's other things going on in this episode. Let's talk about Duck's stupid story and get it out of the way. So... He's, uh, the whole, the, the, the clientele this time around is, uh, plate is, no, not, yeah, Playtex bras, Playtex bras. Um, and at one point, Duck, he's told, oh, your, your, your ex-wife is here, your wife is here. And I'm pretty sure it's the actress from Baywatch, from like old Baywatch million years ago, I think. Uh, she plays the wife and then there's two kids. Basically, uh, He's like, hello, children, how are you? And you could tell that they are divorced, and he has the kids for the weekend. And he spends a little time with them as they uh, kind of, he has to work. Uh, Freddie talks about bras in front of them. And then we don't see them again until later on in the episode where he leaves them some money for the food cart. But they have money because Mommy's new boyfriend gave them money to like them. Mommy's new boyfriend is going to ask them to marry him. And Duck's like, well, she deserves to be happy, uh, blah, 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 because he's a friggin' robot and he's a jerk and a loser and I hate him. And she's like, we're, really, we're here to give you Chauncey back. That's the whole thing. He's allergic to dogs. So I don't like this guy either, allergic to dogs. What a weak-minded man. Uh, you know, you, you got to get rid of a dog. You, I, I don't understand these people. This is the 60s. Maybe they just saw dogs as property like anything else, losers. I hate them all. Uh, but... He's like, I can't have this dog. And, and at one point, Pete's like, oh, a beautiful dog. And, you know, Pete, future serial killer, uh, the fact that he likes anything, he's like, we should get a dog for the office. And I thought at that point, Duck thought Duck was going to be like, this is the dog for the office. Uh, nope. Instead, he realizes that his kids don't care about him that much. His wife is moving on. He hasn't, he hasn't uh, drunk for a while. So he, um, things, he decides to go into this guy's room and send him off on an errand so he could possibly have a drink. Chauncey looks at him, guilts him into not drinking. I thought, oh, that's wonderful. Then he talk, he takes Chauncey outside, this beautiful dog, and and leads him, takes him off the leash and opens the door and leads him outside. The dog barks for a second and walks off. And that is when Duck Phillips died to me. I, at one point, 
Roger told Don that he had to have a lunch with Duck. They basically met for three minutes and, you know, kind of talked a little bit. I don't know if they ironed everything out. Things have crumbled since the American Airline fiasco, but uh, they like to say they're better off for even taking the chance at American Airlines. They're noticed more. Uh, I don't know. You could tell that Don basically uh, tolerates Duck. Like, he knows he's there for a reason. He tolerates him, but he's not a huge fan. Uh, And that's Duck's story. Uh, Now Duck can go duck off. Um, Don's story, let's say. I think, did the episode start, you know, it's Memorial Day weekend, and I I forget how the episode started. I just freaking watched it. I literally walked away and watched it. But I think it started at the country club. Uh, So it was a country club you know, it probably wasn't. Well, maybe not. It's, it's Memorial Day weekend. It's the they're at the country club. Uh, Don and Betty are there as guests, and um, they have like a, a dinner and a bikini auction, like a bikini fashion show. And it's like, hey, support for the troops! Everyone who was a trooper and a hero, stand up! And Don stands up, and is, he sees uh, little Sally clapping for just the look of like such like daughter devotion to the dad. And he looks at her like he's guilty. Now, I think many, maybe any time he thinks about his time in the service, he realizes that he's um, Dick Whitman and that Don Draper is, you know, dead somewhere. So he must have, like, it must be this weird uh, guilt that he gets. Um, he was, you know, talking shop with a guy who was talking all about how he, their PR firm was hired uh, by the government to kind of work with Cuba and the whole the Bay of Pigs thing. I thought that was interesting that how PR firms and um, advertising firms are hired to do these kind of government things you, you, you wouldn't think about. You always think they're for commercial, uh, you know, businesses. And and he looks over and he sees uh, Betty talking with that creepy guy from the stables who tried to hit on her. Uh, you could, he saw a little sense of jealousy. I think anytime he sees Betty being human with any adult male, he's jealous um, even though, you know, he's not, the, he's not really a good husband. And the guy was like, you don't come around. He was talking to Betty. You don't come around the stables anymore. Uh, or you switch your riding schedule. Please don't, you know, do that because of me. I apologize. And the guy, you know, the guy's like a goofy doofus, like rich kid who doesn't know any better. And Betty basically accepted his apology. He's like, we can be friends. And, and, uh, that was, it It was real quick. When he saw the kids, he was, I think he was scared off like, Ooh, you got kids. I'm out of here. Zoinks. And he ran off. Uh, and Don came over later during the fashion show while all the bikinis were, were being uh, shown off. He's like, I got to go to the office. I got to go in for work. And uh, she's like, uh, oh, I thought you'd want to stay maybe to look at the bikini gals. He left. He goes out and makes a phone call to uh, uh, Bobby, who is the the comedian Jimmy's wife. Uh, basically, he's the one that was in the car accident. She's the one that was in the car accident with Don. She's the one that Don's, uh, you know, banging on the side this year because uh, he doesn't have his his uh, hippie girlfriend. He doesn't have Rachel. He's got this chickie. And did they hook up this time? Yes, they Well, yes, they did because they're in a hotel room, all sweaty. And uh, basically, she's like, you can stay behind while I go do these things. He's like, I wouldn't leave you behind in my room. And that actually makes me think of something later. Um, I'm going to go back to that moment uh, when I talk about something later in Don's episode. Um, but Don, uh, the, the big clientele this time around was, was Playtex Breziers. 
So maiden form brassiers. Then the episode's called maiden form, and I know there's a terminology for that. But maiden form brassiers is. Uh, they have a an ad campaign that's a little more for the modern woman. It's not like, hey, look, our bras fit. It's like, hey, look how cool you can be in our bras. So uh, Sterling Cooper decided to do something along those lines. <clears throat> Excuse me. They started to do something along those lines where um, they wanted to do something where it's about how bra makes you feel instead of how it fits. Um, and they, st- they came up with this campaign of... You know, you're either a Marilyn or a Jackie. You're either a Marilyn Monroe or a Jackie Kennedy. You you are, you know, the the brunette or the blonde. That's it. That's the only two women you can be, basically. You're only you're either this type or this type. And uh, oh my God, I can't. Peggy's in the. Um, I couldn't think of her name for a second. Peggy is in on all these meetings, but she's kind of being left out. She. Um, you know, she wasn't there for, uh, the, the models coming in. She wasn't there for another creative thing. Uh, and in the end they came up with a cool concept, which was, you know, two sides of every woman, you know, it was almost like the mirror image of a woman mirror. You're either this person or this person, but it turns out it's the same model just in a different wig. And it's really about how you feel wearing the Playtex bra. Good idea, except the Playtex guys realize, you know what, we're going to stick with what we had originally. Sorry for all this effort, but we're going to stick with what you were originally doing for us. It's working, and we're, even though they have this real cool creative side, we are we are getting all the sales. You know, people still use us, and so that kind of fell through. But they decided, you know, for all your troubles, we're going to take you guys out tonight. Peggy overheard that, but she wasn't invited. Earlier in the episode, she talked to Joyce, like, how do I get in with these guys? And she says, look, you need to act like them. You need to talk like them. You need to, you know, I don't, she goes, you don't talk like that. She goes, well, I'm not in your position. I've never been in your position. I don't want it. But you you can't, you have to be a little more like them if you want to be treated like them. And you can't dress like you're a, like you're a preschool or whatever it was, like a girl, school girl. Uh, so they go to a go-go bar and Peggy shows up at the go-go bar. She was just up in a, in a in, you know, not like a, not dressed like, you know, like a slutty dress or anything like that. Like, but just just a little more uh, elegant than what she wears in the office. You know, a little more like she's going out for a night, her hair's done. She ends up sitting on the guy's lap and play takes and giggling. Uh, but you could tell she wasn't into it. And when Pete looked at her, he was disgusted by it too. I don't think he... He, he didn't like it. She didn't like it. Um, but he gives her the stare like, I'm a serial killer and I'm going to take you down. Earlier in the episode, uh, Pete and her were working on a Clearasil campaign. And she had a really nice ideas. And he had one. It was like, thanks, Clearasil. And Clearasil is his father-in-law's campaign. So he really wants to impress his father-in-law. So he takes her idea. He takes his idea. Impresses the father-in-law. Peggy didn't love it. and uh, But didn't love the thanks, Clearasil. But it's all about impressing the client and making the client happy. And she kind of called it on, like, you know, as long as you make your dad, your daddy-in-law happy. She didn't say that, but that's what she meant. And Pete's trying to talk to her like she's a human. Uh, hey, where do you still live? And all these things. And hey, uh, did you have uh, the child that we, we created in the office the, a couple of months ago? That didn't come up, but it was in the back of my mind. And it was in the back of her mind. He doesn't know any better. She's like, Peter, really need to work. He's like, okay, blah, blah. He goes off to the elevator, sees a blonde chicky. Now, this could be all, all over the place. I don't know. But he sees a blonde chicky who I recognize, and I don't know why I recognize um, but she is an actress that I've seen in other things. She is. She was one of the models. It didn't quite work out. Pete's like, oh, I was an executive. Let's go to your apartment, and while your mother is behind a screen, we can have sex on the couch. Bing, bang, boom. Pete does that. Then Pete goes home, and 
when he uh, gets back to his apartment, he sleeps, he sneaks into his apartment and he looks himself in the mirror. That's Pete looking at himself like, I, what have I become? I'm, I'm disgusted with myself, I think. Because he also that serial killer who doesn't care about these things. There was a moment with Pete and Trudy earlier in the episode. They had a Memorial Day cookout at their apartment. They had his, his brother and his brother's wife there. Um, and they just, they just shot the shit a little bit. Nothing crucial really happened. They talked about where they might summer this year. Uh, and Pete's like, you know, I, I can go there. It's not about the money. It's I, I'm very important in my office. Pete loves telling people how important he is uh, in in his office, which is which is I think Pete's way of feeling important to himself, you know. Um, but in the episode later on, Don uh, goes and hooks up with Bobby again. And he's getting a little race, like he wants to tie her up and all these things. And she starts talking about Don and Don's reputation. Don's like, what? And she's like, you, you, you have a reputation, basically. Uh, some other woman at some other place talked about Don as well. So apparently Don is, uh, is like um, a well-known manslut. He is, uh, he, he's known to go around and... Uh, hook up with certain ladies and they talk about him behind his back. He's just a piece of meat. Um, late, earlier on in the episode, she's like, you can stay in my apartment you can stay in my uh, hotel room while I go off and do these things. <clears throat> and it's almost like that's something back then you, that a guy would say to a woman like, hey, hey, uh, girl, you can stay here, order some room service. I'll be back. I need to do, do some important man stuff. She was doing that to him because she sees him as just a giant man slut. Uh, and Don was like, what? Ties her up and leaves. He is basically a manslut of himself. Um, he, again, I'm all over the place, but at one point he's getting ready for breakfast and it's really hot out and Peggy is in a in a bikini that she, not Peggy, Betty's in a bikini that she bought at the auction, at the, uh, yeah, at the, at the fashion show. A lot of women bought them. Um, and he's like, where are you going with that? Uh, she goes, I'm going swimming. Because all these 15-year-old lifeguards and ogling millionaires, you're not going there dressed like that. Uh, it's desperate. She basically, He basically called her desperate, made her feel like shit, made her cover herself up. Um, and it's probably because he's insecure with himself. Um, the last thing that we see in the episode is he's shaving and he's getting ready for the day. And... Uh, I think it might have been after, it might, maybe that was right after the bikini. I don't remember. Uh, and Sally comes in and just looks at him and he's lathering up. She goes, hi, daddy. She says, I'm not going to talk to you. I don't, wanna, I don't want you to get caught or distract you, something like that. And he looks in the mirror and he starts hearing this noise. You know, like we start feeling this noise, like he's having this feeling. And he's like, Sally, I think you better leave me alone or you better go. And he sits on the couch, sits on the toilet. And was he having PS, P, PTSD? Was that what it was? Was he thinking about the war again? Something brought up the war? I, I don't know. Uh, or is he just realizing that he is not even who he thinks he is? This Don Draper persona that he's created for himself isn't as rock solid as he even thought it was. It's, he's, he's just a manslut. So as they zoom away, you know, they show him sitting on the toilet sadly. There's a lot of the episodes ending with Don just kind of looking off sad. And we see a mirror and he, his reflection in the mirror. There's this side of him. There's that side of him. With Pete, Pete was looking in the mirror. There's this side of him. There's that side of him. In the advertisement for the Playtex bra, there's the Jackie side of you, and there's the Marilyn side of you. There's the you know business side of you, and there's the, I don't know, is it the playful, slutty side of you? I don't know if that's what it's they're seeing it as, but we saw that with Pete. We saw that with uh, 
with Don now with mirrors. Peggy even said, I'm going to dress up and, and, and play a little bit of a character to, to get people to look at me differently. Uh, so there was a lot of that. Roger Sterling was in, only in this for a moment. Uh, he had a couple lines. They were great. Him, him looking at Don's secretary and being like, has your wife seen that? Can I be here for when she sees that? Uh, she got a little too much sun. She was all burnt. I think that covers everything. Um, you know, Don. Yeah, Betty. Yep, Peggy. Uh, Pete trying to talk to Peggy about Peggy's life. Peggy not having anything to do with it. Freddie was there, you know, to basically talk down to Peggy and, and, and smack her on the butt with some files. Yeah, I think that covers everything, folks. I think I've covered everything in maiden form. Uh, and a lot of mirror imagery of, you know, you think you're this, or you could be this and this. Or maybe you think you're this, but you're also this. Or you don't realize that you're this when you try to be this. There's a lot of that with Mad Men. A lot of people trying to achieve something trying to find something, uh, even if it's through sinful ways, and realizing that either they're not getting what they're looking for or they're not who they think they are, uh, and they're not who uh, how other people see them differently of, as who they really are. There's a lot of that going around. And friends, I'm only two seasons in. I'm only halfway through the second season. I have weeks and weeks and weeks of Mad Men. We're, we're going to be doing this for <clears throat> years. You're with me for years. Please stay with me. Don't leave me. Please don't tie me up in a, in a hotel bed and then leave me and walk away. That would be very bad. Very, very bad. And folks, I'm done. I'm done. I want to thank you for listening. My name is Mike. You can find me on Twitter at MadeManPod. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. We're on Anchor. If you have the Anchor app, Anchor is an app where you can make your own podcast. You can record directly into the app or you can make an episode, upload it. It's, it's super easy. It's free. If you're on there, if you use that app even to listen to podcasts, look up Made Men, find us on there. You could leave us messages right through there. If you leave us a message, we could play it on the show. I know I talked about getting a voicemail. I haven't done that yet, but I am going to do that. We're going to get a voicemail hooked up. Even if it's for nobody, it's free. So if... if it doesn't matter if I have it or not. I'll make it, and we'll see what happens. Um, on Facebook, it's Fans Not Experts, and you know I haven't been posting a lot of things on there. Really, the most important stuff is Twitter, at Fans Not Experts, at Made Men Pod, and on the website, FansNotExperts.com. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for uh, staying with me all these weeks. I hope you guys had an, a nice uh, weekend after Black Friday. And now we get ready for another weekend. As we get into December, we get into the Christmas season. I wonder if I get to a Christmas episode of uh, Mad Men before we get to Christmas. We shall see. We're only at Memorial Day, so you never know. But friends, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for coming with me on this journey as I strive to become a made man. Go Pats. Fans not experts.